This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It is uh, Thursday, 9 March in the year of our Lord, 2023. We're too jammed today to do one of our typical cold opens because there's so much happening. We've got uh, breaking news all over. They have uh, live hearings up. The weaponization committee is hearing, has a live hearing. The uh, uh, House Armed Services has a uh, hearing with uh, all about China. You saw the Senate yesterday. Intel has a hearing. Um, we've got, uh, there's going to be, a, I think, a transportation. we got the CEO of Norfolk Southern. We're going to be cutting in and out all that. Also, the budget gets released today. Russ Vogt's going to be joining us. But blockbuster news we gave you this months ago from the great Todd Bensman. He joins me in studio. He left everything he's doing to get over here, hustle over here. Major development yesterday in Pensacola, Florida. You called this six months ago. Tell us what exactly happened. What does it say? And I want you to read some of the quotes in this. This is a federal judge yesterday ruling on the Biden regime's um, not not immigration plan, but what the invasion on the southern border. And this judge went medieval on uh, on Biden. Let's go first. Exactly what happened. What did he say? And then we'll talk about what this all means. Sure. Uh, well, this is a flashbang grenade to get your attention that something major is up with the border. This is a uh, significant legal ruling out of Pensacola, Florida. Federal judge there brought by brought by brought, brought by, by the state of Florida. Brought by the Attorney General of the State of Florida. So this right. is another thing. You know, hat tip to Governor DeSantis and the team down there. This is not about shipping. Yes, this is not about something performative of shipping people up to Martha's Vineyard, which I love. But this is real. The Attorney General went forward. And what did the Attorney General say? What was their case they were so trying to make? So the Attorney General's case was is to say that all of these ad hoc policies that the Biden administration is creating uh, to use humanitarian parole, which we've talked about a lot here, and alternatives to detention, uh, the cell phones, the ankle monitors, uh, you know, the check-in in a year on the honor code system and everything – uh, they're, they were claiming that it was illegal and outside statutory. You're saying you're gaming the asylum system to basically let illegal aliens all throughout the country never to be found again. Completely. The, the judge just said this is BS. I'm not. You can't. This is all happy talk. And 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 it, it, the government made their case, right? Merrick Garland's Justice Department and right. everybody made their case, and he went through these and said, no, you're just gaming the system. That's right. And as I told your posse here not too long ago that the case, uh, the state rested its case, the defense rested, uh, I want to say six or seven weeks ago, and the judge went into uh, his chambers to write this 103-page ruling, and it is just devastating. I mean, he is absolutely ruled to vacate that the Biden administration must, within one week, vacate all of these policies. They have a week to shut it all down and return to the law which requires, it's pretty simple, detention and removal. 
detention and removal. And the judge ruled that, uh, and he, he explained that the Biden administration from the very first day, which is what we've been saying all along, my book Overrun describes everything, all of this in, in, in great detail, uh, that they deliberately dismantled law enforcement in, in a way that, that almost required the release of millions of people into the country crossing the border. And he calls them out on this, compl- like explicitly calls them out, says that they created basically a line in the sand out of what used to be a border, uh, turned it into like maybe a speed bump at best. And that, those are his words. Um, now, uh, this is something that we have to watch because because uh, at stake here is whether the hang on for one second. Okay. Don't get too far ahead of us. By the way, you can okay. stick with me because I got vote next. I got to take on the budget. Benson's going to hang. You got Cortez, whose head's blowing up out there in Tennessee because he's been hammering this for years. Um, I, I just want to make sure we go back in. The la- in, and I got this to you on Monday. On Monday, I think it was the New York Times, but they came out and says. Man, Biden's new policies are really working, right? The, the, the time, this is all a psyop. This is a psyop. This is to get everybody's attention. And quite frankly, let's be honest, the media is not really on this. This has not covered this, this ruling whatsoever. Fox News, right? Where is the where is conservative? Conservative Inc. is so busy skipping around chasing uh, the latest shiny toy. Get to the signal. Get to the signal. This is big league because you had a federal judge that basically with Todd Benzman, we've been saying on the show for two years since Biden came in. Remember, Biden's very first action was about Trump's, uh, what Trump had done at the border. And you had a federal judge there right now sitting there going, hey, Trump, as, as, as hard as it is to control the border, Trump was right. And all the stuff of Biden's was, was basically what Todd Benzman has been telling us for two years now. They took our asylum system and basically twisted it, twisted it to make it a superhighway to allow illegal aliens into this country. That's what we're talking about. Um, so I want to go through, what did he specifically say about the, the, the things that Biden had done? What did he specifically say of the, of the humanitarian parole and others? What did he say was, was wrong and illegal and has to be rectified in one week? Because this is why you saw Biden yesterday, they, two days ago, they're sitting there going, they may have to go back to the, to the Trump catching you know, kids in cages. That's what, that's what the media is saying. This is all because of this ruling, correct? Well, so, yeah, so for one thing, the judge uh, looked at the humanitarian parole law, which is a paragraph. This is not complex stuff. And it says, thou shalt allow humanitarian parole on a case-by-case individual basis uh, with all due consideration for, uh, uh, for a couple of reasons. But the Biden administration incorporated it into as the central cornerstone of their entire uh, border because they want policy. to get rid of the optics. The cover of your book. Let's get overrun up if you get a chance. The cover of your book, which we covered, was the international bridge in Del Rio with all the Haitians underneath yeah. it. They can't have that because the polling drops. That's why they took this one paragraph and made it like. And you called. They said, "Hey, they got something—a scheme where they're going to just do it in Mexico, parole them, and put them on a plane and fly them into the interior of the country." You're going to see the optics are going to get better, and they're going to claim the numbers in the New York Times, just like on Monday, picks it up. You know, dramatic de- decrease in in border, and it's going to take away a big talking point from the right wing. No, suck on this. They ain't taking away nothing. Okay, screw you. You're not. This is an invasion of the southern border. Before I get uh, uh, Cortez in here, 
just give me your number again that what what is what has happened to this nation and we're sitting here talking about freaking ukraine it's just it's obscene it's obscenity talk to me about how many are in the country now and your projection of how do you get to 12 to 15 million in the country by the end of the biden regime and it will be the end of the biden regime in 2024. Walk me through that math for bringing Cortez. Right. Well, you know, I always try to go conservative on this, but uh, the conservative numbers are bad enough. Uh, I think that we probably, with you include the Godaways, have about uh, four and a half to five million people have entered the country in 24 months. Uh, so if you, if you consider uh, that and project out another two years, you're looking at, you know, 10 million people, 8, 9, 10 million people inside the country, new population, a lot of it. 10 million people, could be as many as 11 or 12, but you're saying 10 million people just on his watch. You have to consider by, the, the uh, gotaways. Uh, we yes. look like there's at least yes. a million and a half gotaways, yes. but I think it's a lot more than that. Uh, and a lot of this population, we don't even know who they are or where they are because yeah. they snuck in. And, and yeah, Okay, hang on for a second. Let me go. Cortez. And by the way, hat tip to Governor DeSantis. I don't know why DeSantis is not making this a bigger part of his proto-campaign for the presidency, because he doesn't talk about immigration. Enough. They talk about the performative stuff, which is fine. I love some of Martha's Vineyard. I want to send them to the Hamptons. I want to send them to the Upper East Side. Uh, but he's he, this should be a centerpiece, yeah. because this is big league, as President Trump says. Give me some quotes from what the judge tells us, uh, Steve Cortez. Yeah, this is. And by the way, thank you to the state of Florida and not just to Governor DeSantis, but also to Attorney General Ashley Moody. I think she is one of the young rising stars of the patriotic populist movement. She also, like DeSantis, she just won re-election in the state of Florida by 20 points. And other attorneys general around the country from red states, please uh, take this lead. We've had very little good news on the border, Steve, but this is good news. Let me give you a couple of quotes from this ruling, scathing ruling of over 100 pages, as Todd mentioned. Uh, Here's the first quote from the federal judge. Collectively, these actions were akin to posting a flashing come in, we're open sign on the southern border. That's not my statement. That's not DeSantis. That's not Attorney General Moody. This is the federal judge. He continues, the unprecedented surge of aliens that started arriving at the southwest border almost immediately after President Biden took office and that has continued unabated over the past two years was a predictable consequence of these actions. Was a predictable consequence of these actions. This is from a federal judge who, as you mentioned, he's not just making strong statements, he's giving them seven days to comply. That's it, Steve. This is consequential. This is real, all right? This ruling matters. Thank you, state of Florida. Thank you to this federal judge. Let's get back to sanity at our border. And, and, and Todd Benzman kept telling us, he says, hey, there's something going on down in Pensacola in this courthouse. We've got to keep a track of this. That's right. What, what, you just made commentary on, with, with uh, Cortez. I want everybody to understand this. They knew what they were doing. When you talk about chaos at the border, it ain't chaos at the border. Benzman has walked us through for the last year and a half. This is very systematic. And this is why we had down the Darien Gap when we had uh, the team down in Darien Gap from REV. They saw Mallorca's down there in the black helicopters. They're actually they're actually working on the superhighway from Latin America and from the uh, and from the Northern Triangle states. So listen, I hope you post some of the material on your site because one of the things that you should take a look at is from this case is testimony from a, a ranking ICE official 
who within days of the administration reversing all these Trump policies warned that they were going to result in a steep reduction in uh, deportations of criminal aliens inside the United States. And they went forward anyway, knowing in advance that criminal aliens were going to be left inside the United States. And in fact, the testimony in this case shows that deportations of criminal aliens fell by 70, 80, and 90%. Repeat that. 70, 80, and 90% decline in the deportations of criminal aliens. They knew it. They were warned about it ahead of time. They proceeded anyway, and the judge nails them on that. Okay. Here's what I want the posse to do. I want, um, I want, we're going to read all 103 pages. We're going to go through it. I want everybody, we're going to put it up on the site. Take your time today. Uh, and make sure, uh, you know, junk the other crap that's out there that's, you know, no more shiny toys. Drop the shiny toys. I don't have to tell the posse this, but we need you to read this because Trump and others ought to use this as a club. And quite frankly, all the weak, weak Republicans got to be called out on this. We need everybody. Everybody should be signing at the bottom of this that this is this is absolutely spectacular. Give me that quote again. Uh, at the top, uh, Cortez, of what the judge said. To start at the top, got such a brutal quote. Yeah, no, it, it's incredible. This is, again, not my opinion, not Attorney General Moody of Florida. This is the judge. Collectively, these actions were akin to posting a flashing come in or open sign on the southern border. Wow. He then continues, the unprecedented surge of aliens that started arriving on the southwest border almost immediately after President Biden took office and that has continued unabated over the past two years was a predictable consequence of these actions. Unabated and was a predictable consequence of these actions. Steve, this is a, as scathing yeah. a rebuke as is possible no. given the normal decorum of federal hey, courts. I mean, hey. this is a smackdown well, the, of the, epic the, proportions. The targets were forget impeaching Mayorkas. I want Garland and Biden in the dock here. Okay, this came from the top. This was all system, this was all thought through. Benson's been walking through us for a year and a half. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. Another thing I want to give uh, DeSantis a hat tip on. The people he gets around him, Lapido, the Surgeon General Moody, he picks good people. That ought to be a heads up to certain other candidates running. He picks good, tough people. Let me repeat this. He picks good, tough people. Short commercial break. Vote's going to join his own B director. Benz is going to hold. We got Cortez. We're on fire here in the war room. your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. You know, I'm a little jacked up this morning. You know why? I got a great night's sleep. Only a couple hours because so many things are going on. In fact, they, the, um, the markup at a committee last night for the parental rights bill in this very controversial parental rights bill, you understand the Democrats are fighting this tooth and nail. The, 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 the grooming and the transgender and all of there this is a bill, a massive bill coming up of parental rights. I realize people say it's going to be the state level school board. I got that. But it would not, it would help to have also something the federal and start to gut the Department of Education. They didn't finish that till three in the morning last night. People up here, it's really grinding right now. Lots of uh, hearings going on. We're going to dip in and out of those as we go. We got Todd Bensman, got Cortez, but got the great Russ vote. Russ, today we've, we've gotten, he's shown some leg about this budget, which is a top line issue. 
Uh, has it been released or is it going to be released later in the day when he does his speech in Philadelphia? It's going to be released later today, to my knowledge. Last time I checked when I came over here, uh, it has not been posted yet. But he is, he's given us an indication of the types of class warfare that he wants to have with this budget. He wants to draw Republicans out of their current position of not tackling Social Security and Medicare uh, into open field where that's an advantage for him. I hope they don't take the bait. And then he wants to have the class warfare with regard uh, to tax increases. Uh, and, you know, I'm happy to have a class warfare so long as it's the cartel class versus the American people, so long as the Acela corridor class versus the American people that are on, on the other side of this Biden regime. So uh, this will be an important part of getting the process going for where we are in these big fiscal battles. Uh, but this is largely a budget that will get uh, ignored. And I think it's more of a tell as to the fights that he wants to have as the president. Just walk me through technically so we get the audience because, you know, the audience is chairman of the creditors committee. I just, you have to agree. The budget process is symbolic, but you do have to agree on a top line number before it goes to appropriations. We have to come to some agreement on a top line for spending. Is that is that correct? No, no, no there's no, all that. There is no cap right now. And so uh, he has to put forward a, a level for annual spending that he wants. But Congress isn't bound by that in any way. Uh, the only thing that this really does from the standpoint of actual real uh, meat compared to political theater is there are some accounts that all of us need to know what's the cost of those accounts, a veterans program, for, for instance. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is the budget process is so broken that there is no functional reason to do this other than the law requires it and he's got to get the process started. Right. Okay, everything we've heard, and we'll get into the class warfare in a second, and Cortez, I'll probably get you into the next block on this, but hang with me. Um, because for the audience, they have announced not just uh, tax increases for over 400000 on Medicare Medicaid, but most of, I think the headline grabber was 25% tax on billionaires, which, as you know here in the war room, baby, uh, that, that could be, that could, uh, you know, I'm all about class warfare with the, with the woke billionaires. But Russ... Everything I've seen, and correct me if I'm wrong, they're not making any cuts to spending that they've, they've hinted at. In fact, everything, and Cortez and I have been all over some of the means been going with the Fed, they're, they're talking about, at best, changing the rate of growth, decelerating the rate of growth. Is anything that you've seen in your shop shows that Biden, in a good faith effort, is talking about any cuts whatsoever in spending? Let's, because the 2 and $3 trillion headline number, it looks like it's all tied to new taxes, sir. Right. I have seen nothing. And in fact, I've seen evidence that they want to increase spending on things like child care and other, uh, and other uh, uh, proposals. But they're facing $20 trillion in deficits, and their big headline is $3 trillion in deficit reduction. So you know that they're going to be nowhere near what's necessary to balance the budget. I think at best what they're trying to do is limit the damage so that we can't go out there and say, you've taken a $1 trillion deficit as far as the eye can see and turned it into a $3 trillion deficit as far as the eye can see. I think that's their hope. Okay. Uh, we'll see, have to see what the numbers look like. Okay, here's the thing. So the head, I think we get a sense that there's not going to be spending cuts. A couple things going on. The CBO report, and we've been arguing, and Rush, you've been on here great, that until we get a set of numbers people can work off of, everybody's shadow boxing. And, and Biden still refuses to put forth the numbers, although the budget, that's what I'm saying, the budget may be a good indication of that. It's just one year. 
But the CBO looks like agreement right now of people using that, not as maybe a baseline, but something to consider. That's the $19 trillion in the next 10 years, including starting $2 trillion annual deficits in perpetuity, trillion dollars for interest, et cetera, et cetera. McCarthy's called for a briefing by CBO, and of course, everybody's talking, every article, another big article today in the Hill, are saying you're actually briefing in detail the reality for the House Freedom Caucus and others. Can you get us up to date, just know where we stand in the process of getting our arms around the numbers? No, largely, as you said it, and there, you know, McCarthy wants to have the CBO director come and talk to the, all of the members, House and uh, Republicans and Democrats. And I am a little worried about that debate, to be honest with you, that it doesn't turn into a, a focus on where all of the accountants want to have this debate, which is on the entitlements of Social Security and Medicare. Uh, but math is important, and it's important to get all the numbers on the, on, the, on the page and try to get as much common ground as you possibly can. But let's be honest. I think people on this program know this, and the members of Congress don't know this. Democrats are not going to ever cut a dime of spending, ever. There's no, they, they understand the math perfectly well. They are defending their regime. They are defending their bureaucracy. And so, yeah, it's fine to get the numbers and have the happy talk on bipartisanship and let's have the same, uh, on the same piece of paper, right? But let's understand that we are headed for a fiscal war, and the only way to win that is to understand that the Biden administration needs a debt limit, and we want to crush the bureaucracy. And to and if he wants the Biden, if he wants the debt limit, he's going to have to swallow bureaucracy crushing cuts. That is the juxtaposition that I hope that we get to very soon. We did need the Biden administration to come forward with their budget so the congressional debate can start. Uh, we're going to see that now. And I, I think part of the CBO director briefing was to kind of buy some time and give Congress something to do in the meantime while the Biden administration was late. A, a couple of things on the on the 19 or 20 trillion dollars of additional deficits that we'll have to finance. Biden shows looks like now no t- cuts in spending whatsoever, just in your face. Right. No cuts in spending two to three trillion dollars of new taxes. Right. Principally, some to the billionaires, some to people over four hundred thousand dollars. But they're going to tax, but they still come up short. They still there's you still have even in their model, you're 16 trillion dollars plus short. How can we have a good faith negotiation when understanding? And that's what I think, at least getting CBO and yours out there, people see that this thing is just not you can do the math. It's not sustainable. How can we have a good faith negotiation with the Biden regime and the cartel members? If they're not prepared to, to address the central beating heart of the problem, which is not that we don't have enough tax revenue, we, we have spending that's out of control and people are not prepared to act like adults and to start to reel in the administrative state. Russ vote. I mean, that's the challenge before us. And, 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 and that's the kind of the realpolitik of the moment, which is. Uh, they are they refuse to address the real driver. And you look at percentage of GDP and where spending is historically versus what revenues are. And revenues are are above where they are historically. Uh, and so spending is clearly the problem. If you look at their billionaire tax, right, last year's version only only got you about three hundred sixty billion dollars over 10 years. So it's not going to there, there may there may be a conversation about how to structure one. Uh, and, but it's not going to solve your problem. The only way you solve your problem right. is tackling the spending that's necessary. And you've got to be in the orders of magnitude of $10 trillion, like our budget did, to be able to tackle that. And that's only within 10 years. And, you know, 
the, the best hope we have is to do this on a time frame that's normal within budget community of like 10 years or so. Uh, but that we got to get going and we got to get going on where we can make progress. And that's the bureaucracy. But you, your concept is woke and weaponized. And even President Trump's picked this up. You're also you're saying we have to do it in period zero. We have to do it this year. There has to be real cuts, absolute cuts, not this slowing the rate of growth, which Kennedy and these other guys were saying in the Senate the other day to the Fed chair. Your budget would catch 10 trillion. You get to a balanced budget in 10 years, but the way you do it is no happy talk, no formulas. You actually have real cuts starting now, correct? Correct. We need to have a 20% cut to the bureaucracy in year one, and then we need to cap that, freeze it for 10 years and only allow defense to grow at a limited level, and we will be able to have about $3 trillion as a result. That's a third of what you need to balance the budget, and we need to do that part now in divided government. And then we need in, in, in two years, or a year from now, I guess, to be able to come and have a conservative administration come and take a, a, a whack at the, 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 the social safety net that has become a benefit hammock and go after welfare. And I'm happy to have some of that be done now, but I think that that's gonna take a lot longer of a process. And so I'm looking at this as two phase. One, crush the bureaucracy. Number two, get the other two thirds of the federal government that's needed to balance the budget and stay away from the benefit reductions to Social Security and Medicare. It can be done, but we've gotta start now and give real wins and get back in the business of balancing our budgets. Also, your concept, we've got about a minute, is do appropriations now and then get back into them about the debt limit. But, but now this, but fight this budget thing and then to go right to appropriations, get those out in June or July, and then deal with the uh, debt ceiling? Absolutely. Like We cannot let them. The leverage point is in June and July with the debt limit. Do not, under any circumstance, let them not enact those cuts. It's not about just the House. The American people put the House of Representatives in office so that they can actually be a leverage point for getting these things to the president's desk and forcing him to sign it like Bill Clinton was forced to sign welfare reform. He didn't want to sign that, but he, yeah. he had to because Newt Gingrich made him. We have to make sure they pass these cuts and enact them because there's no other opportunity for him to get the debt limit that he needs to govern. Uh, Russ, how do people get you social media and the great uh, institution you're running? Uh, AmericaRenewing.com and at Russ Vote on all the social media channels. Brother, you're fantastic. We've got your own Jeff Clark is watching the hearing right now with the Norfolk Southern. Vote, you're on fire. Thank you very much. Short break. Benzman Cortez next. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um... By the way, MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. Buy one, get one free. You can't do this unless you sleep at the sleep of the just. And ladies and gentlemen, you think today's intense? It's going to get intense every day from here because now we're fully engaged on every front, okay? On uh, World War III, a lot happened in Ukraine. We'll get that. Can you imagine these cuts that have to happen? You're talking trains of dollars are underwater. It's all screwed up. And they're shipping billions of dollars. And Zelensky's on with the most arrogant interview last night on CNN telling um, – Telling uh, Kevin McCarthy why Kevin McCarthy has to come to the screen. Hey, dude, screw you. He's got enough work to do here. He doesn't need another performative, uh, you know, Vogue cover shoot uh, with you and the missus over in Ukraine. He ain't going because he realized if he went, 
he would be turfed out immediately. It would be a motion to vacate. If he got on a plane to Ukraine, it'd be a motion to vacate immediately. He would lose the speakership. That's how intense this no more money to Ukraine movement is. We're tired of it, okay? You go talk to the EU. You go talk to your guys in Brussels. You go talk to all the wealthy. You know, Get on a plane and fly around all the ski resorts in the Alps and start talking to the billionaires there about funding this, uh, funding what you're doing over there. Hey, you, and by the way, they got attacked brutally last night. They're still hanging in the back moot. The bravery and courage can't be questioned, but that's between them and the Russians and the Europeans and the Russians. You know, have at it. Keep fight. You've been fighting for 5,000 years. You're going to fight for another 5,000. We ain't funding it right now. Cortez, uh, talk to me about vote, your, your first assessment of all this, including the billionaires, the 25% billionaires tax. Yeah. Listen, uh, Roosevelt, as usual, is exactly correct. This is the time to hold the line. Uh, And the reason that this is the time is because time is not on our side when it comes to rectifying um, and fixing the mess that we have inherited because of the profligate spending, the exorbitant borrowing spending of Joe Biden, along with a lot of help from complicit Republicans. So in other words, what I mean by that is the way the math works Uh, The longer you wait, the worse the problem gets. So we must address it right now. And in terms of this, the urgency and the imperative to take immediate action. When I say immediate, I mean in the coming days and weeks, not not months and years into the future. In, In days and weeks, we have earned the right through our victory in taking the House. And a lot of folks out there are still lamenting the 2022 elections that we didn't do better. And I'm with you. I understand that. Okay, but listen, that is spilled milk at this point. What we did earn, what we did win is the House of Representatives and a massive lever of power and the most significant seat at the table right now when it comes to these debt negotiations. So in these negotiations regarding the urgency that is necessary, that is incumbent given the situation, consider just how bad the United States economy has already gotten because of this inflationary nightmare that has been unleashed by Joe Biden. Uh, There's a new article out, Steve, in the Daily Mail, which uh, details a a survey done by Fannie Mae. And Fannie Mae, the federal agency or quasi-agency, just released data showing the record despondency, record since it has been taken a survey since 2010, the most despondent, negative, pessimistic reading ever in their history since taking this reading on the state of the U.S. consumer. And I can show this in chart form. If we pull up chart number four, please. This is Fannie Mae's survey and asking Americans for the right track versus wrong track on the economy. In the red uh, is the wrong track. And as you can see, that's been rising, of course, dramatically since Joe Biden took office. For those who are watching and not just listening, I highlighted uh, Biden taking office. Let's first, though, in terms of context, look at pre-CCP virus under the Trump boom. This ratio was 28% to the positive, meaning 28% more people said we were on the right track versus the wrong track. Now, understandably, given the lockdowns and given the CCP virus, uh, it tanked, but then it started to recover. And when Biden took office, this spread was at minus 18. It is now at minus 43, minus 43, meaning 43% more Americans believe that we are on the wrong track economically versus on the right track. I hope that that reality, the, the, the reality of Main Street America, of kitchen table economics, where people literally can't pay for the necessities of life, forget about the luxuries. I hope that brings the sense, the proper sense of urgency to Kevin McCarthy, to the House Republicans. I think it is. And with people like Russ Vogt, uh, given the analytics and the numbers and providing the construct for the way out of this mess, uh, there, there is hope. But again, the clock is ticking and the window is closing. So the time to act is right now. 
the two cur- the two uh, converging is this geopolitical national security war on the uh, Eurasian landmass, and of course the the hurtling we're hurtling towards this financial crisis. One of the things I want to make sure people remember when you hear somebody saying, like Kennedy did the other day, want to decrease the rate. Uh, the the acceleration, the rate of increase. We want to decrease the rate of increase in federal spending. He's right. not your friend. We have Correct. to turf out people like that. We need right. absolute dramatic cuts in both defense. And look, I understand we're in a tough spot with the Chinese Communist Party with defense spending, but here's the reality. we got to think about how to fight like them. We can't, be, we can't put all this money into kinetic yeah. war. We're not going to win these kinetic wars. We're just not. And Steve, Across, if you talk right. to the Eurasian landmass... You get sucked into that. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. You got to use and economic warfare. You have to use information yeah. warfare. Go ahead. And thankfully, because we're the United States, we don't have to go to kinetic war, right? We have so much power. We have so much leverage yes. if we're yes. simply intelligent about it, right? Yes. Our technology, our economic might, the fact that China is totally dependent still, even two decades into their you know, yes. economic so-called miracle, they are still totally dependent on the United States consumer for growth. Why? Because they have not built a significant yes. consumption market domestically for a lot of reasons. But the point is, the United States has all the leverage. And so we need not get to that point. That would be a failure if we get to that point of kinetic war. Uh, you know, and, and so we don't have to go there. That, that, is, that is the luxury of being the United States of America, a luxury that was earned by a lot of intelligence and a lot of grit by our predecessors. And we dare not now squander that wonderful yes. inheritance right from them. That's, that's incredibly important. To your point, too, about Senator Kennedy and others saying, let's slow the rate of growth. That's like saying, uh, let's crash into the ditch slower. Okay, you know, let, let, let's be, let's take our time crashing into the ditch. And no, yes. we we in the yes. patriotic populist right are saying we're not crashing into the ditch. Okay, we are pulling this yes. car out. We are changing the trajectory. Yes. This country is too great, uh, and our opportunity is too significant right now. Political opportunity in Washington D.C. to fix the mess—a mess we didn't make, but a mess that we're going to fix nonetheless. Think, think about it, uh, and I'm gonna get. We're gonna get to Todd again. I want to have Moody's clip ready to play to you. But think about this for a second, folks. Uh, we are shipped. We've already committed. They said last night, 100. We already spent 110 billion dollars in Ukraine. 110 billion dollars in Ukraine. They're, the commitments are talking about here another 100 billion. You look on the southern border, and Ukraine is on the eastern-speaking Russian side. I don't care about Bakhmut. I think it's amazing people are holding it, and their courage and, and valor can't be questioned. But it's not our fight. I could care right. less. I could just care less about the eastern-speaking border 8,000 miles away, and I don't care about Crimea. I just don't care about Crimea at all. I don't care who has it, who controls it, but that's not our fight. Todd mm-hmm. Benzman sits here. A very concerned. gives a concern. 10 to 12 million illegal aliens, and the judge called them aliens. You've yep. had a regime that has, is out to destroy this country. And here's who's going to get destroyed. Blacks and Hispanic American citizens are the ones going to get destroyed because at the lower skill levels and lower uh, – this, this is a flood. It's going to destroy the school systems in these places. It's going to destroy the, uh, the health. That's what the border – that's what the Yuma uh, field um, – uh, you know, what Jordan went down with the, uh, the, with the uh, judiciary last week and talked about Yuma. And they talked about the hospital systems collapsing. It's all collapsing. This, right. this is a crisis, a created crisis, Steve Corsair says. Let me play Alex Moody on Fox on Kilmeade this morning, and then I'm going to go right to Todd Bensman. Moody's the attorney general of uh, Florida. Let's hear her. 
One of my favorite lines in this order is when the judge was saying all of the evidence shows Biden's policies caused this surge, caused millions to come in, more than some populations of our states. And he said, look, you asked for less detention. You didn't follow the law, Biden. This is the, the administration's intention all along has been to destroy the border and leaving our country vulnerable. This is a great win for our country. As you know, one of the basic responsibilities of a leader going back for all time is to protect the border right. where your people live. It's about the sovereignty of this nation. That's a hammer right there. She'll be, she, she's going to, she's going to, I got Clark in the, on deck. Clark, I think we got some competition here to be attorney general of the United States next. So, you know, it's competition is always good. Benzman, what does this mean? The sovereignty of our nation. And we're spending time on Ukraine. If Kevin McCarthy gets in the, let me just be blunt. If Kevin McCarthy goes to the airport, Zelensky, write this down. If Kevin McCarthy was to get an Uber and go to the airport to fly to Ukraine for a visit, there would be a motion to vacate before he got to Dulles, okay, or Andrews, wherever he fly out of, and it should be. He would be removed as Speaker of the House in doing that because we have no interest in what's going on over there. We don't. It's zero. And everybody conservative thinks being a cheerleader and a fanboy it is disgusting, okay? You see what's happening on this border, what's happening to our nation, what's happening to our sovereignty, and what's happening financially, that we're condemning our children and grandchildren to live like Russian serfs because we're destroying them right now, and nobody in this imperial capital wants to face up to it except for us and guys like Russ Vogt, these tough hombres. Benzman, what does this all mean? Put it in context. Because okay. the judge said, not only did he rip them on the 103 pages, I need everybody to read it, he said, hey, how about this? Suck on this seven days to get to vacate all this stuff, right? That's right. He his order vacates everything at the heart of the Biden administration's made up ad hoc border policies. Uh, in a week or so, we'll know that whether the 11th Circuit, which is that uh, conservative uh, circuit in Florida, mostly is going to stay his order while they appeal, while the Biden administration appeals, or let it stand. And much is at stake right there on that decision. That's the thing to watch. Will they stay it or not? Because uh, if they don't stay it, that means it all gets the Band-Aid gets ripped off immediately. It gets ripped off. And, and let me just give you a scenario. Uh, right now, the, one of the fake things that they came up with was they're going to hand out humanitarian parole like candy all over Mexico and all over the world, when they hand that out, people are flying into American airports and walking over the border through the ports of entry. There might be 100,000 migrants, uh, illegal aliens, uh, down in Mexico right now waiting in line for this. If Give me that number again. Th there, I, nobody knows, <laughs> but I can tell you there's 20,000 alone right on the matamoros Reynosa Did you say you think border. there's 800,000? No, I think there might be 100,000 100, that are okay. just sitting in yes. Mexico yes. in line. Yes. Uh, there may be more than that. Nobody yes. knows. Nobody's counting. Yes. Uh, if they are not uh, going to be allowed to, to get the humanitarian parole candy, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to rush that border. It's going to be a bonsai. Uh, there could be a seawall collapse, and you're going to just see them all rush over the border. If this stays, I know you know. If this if this is stayed though, that they can keep it. Um, but how long would the how long will this appeals go through? Is this something the judges say we got to get to this I, now? I mean, it could they could expedite it. It could take as long as a year. 
so we, we also could just have status quo for a while. And it depends on who they draw for the panel. Uh, there's going to be a three-judge panel. There are six or seven liberal judges in that circuit. Uh, but but there's, there's like 11 or 12. Yeah, there's way more. Uh, right. So the odds are... are uh, this is what President Trump, this is what electing Donald J. Trump got you. And this is what Mike Davis, the great Mike Davis, hammered these judges through there. It was amazing. This is why we can even fight. So what are the odds? They, if they don't stay this, this will be, if they, if they don't stay the thing, say, hey, the judge said do it, do it. I mean, everything that the administration is doing with the humanitarian parole and alternatives to detention, the cell phones, all that. Do you think these are supposed to end immediately? immediately. Do you think this you think this gives us ground to really have hearings on the impeachment of Garland and Biden for doing this now the judge called him out? Oh, yeah. I mean, this would be front and center. Uh, You would just pull the judge. I mean, this is a this is a federal judge uh, who's making these uh, complete uh, conclusions, assessments. Can you hang for another segment? Condemnation. Todd Benzman's in the house. We got the great Steve Cortez. Jeff Clark's with us. Eleven o'clock. Alex D. Alex Jones is going to come on. All next in the war room. It's arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, we've got a lot to get to, and we're going to get to it all. Uh, a big story on CNN, another atmospheric river, it looks like it's heading to California. They're warning state officials, are warning people, hey, go stock up on two weeks of food. That's not going to cause any difficulty. I got Joe Reek in. Joe, I'm going to get the water purification because this is another big problem. But what, where do people go right now? Because, hey, you never know when these things are going to hit. Obviously, local authorities are overwhelmed. You see in California, the whole thing collapses. You got to take care of yourself. You got to look. I'm not a prepper. Never have been. But I definitely now that I've met the guys at my Patriot Supply, we get organized here because you never know when these when these things are going to hit. Joe, walk us through California. and What can people do? You know, and that's the thing, too, Steve, is, again, it doesn't take a huge natural disaster. I mean, anything can happen anywhere at any time. And right now they're being told in the state of California that everybody needs to have at least a two-week supply of emergency food because you don't know what's going to happen. And it just goes to show that if people are going to be waiting around for the government to come save them or bail them out, they're going to be waiting a very, very long time. And that's why here at My Patriot Supply, we try to educate our customers that you got to take the initiative. You got to do the research. You got to do the work and prepare for yourself because nobody's going to prepare for you if you don't do it. Nobody's going to care more about your survival than yourself. And along with with what's going on in California, a new environmental protection agency report just barely came out. It shows that accidental toxic chemical releases, be that through train derailment, truck crashes, pipeline ruptures or industrial plant leaks and spills are happening consistently across the country. By one estimate, these incidents are occurring on average every two days. So, Steve, it's like an East Palestine, Ohio train derailment happening over and over again, somewhere putting our drinking water at risk. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't trust my drinking water. 
That's why I filter my stuff with our Lexapure Pro gravity-fed water filtration system. These things are selling like hotcakes. We're selling thousands of these weekly here at My Patriot Supply. You have to make sure that your home drinking water is safe. And again, with what's going on in California with pipes freezing, not yeah. having access to these items, yeah. it's more important now than ever to do it and get prepared now before it runs out. Because there's going to come a time when these items are not going to be available, Steve. Once again, where do people go to get information about the, the, the water system you've got? Because people, like I said, you must be self-reliant. Forget whether you're a prepper or not a prepper. This is common Absolutely. sense. You have Absolutely. to be prepared. Like, take the Boy Scout you know, pledge. You have to be, be prepared. Where do people go on drinking water and also your food? Uh, this thing in California is, and look how the, the, the local systems all collapse because of the snow. Where do people Absolutely. go? You got to go to mypatriotsupply.com or you can even call us directly. The number is 866 229 0927. And Steve, knowing that we want to get an Alexa Pure Pro filtration system into the home of every American sooner rather than later, today, if you go to mypatriotsupply.com and purchase our most popular three month emergency food package, guess what? We're giving you a free Alexa Pure Pro system. It's a $279 value. Oh, absolutely wow. for free. Wow. So now is the time to get there, get it done, have wow. that peace of mind that you're going to be prepared regardless Hang of on. whatever emergency or disaster that this happens is, in your th neighborhood. Th this is this is this is worth this is worth just watching Worm Day. Give me that again. If you buy the three month supply, that you kick in a, a free water uh, free water purification. Absolutely. Go to mypatriotsupply.com or you can even call in if you have questions on how do these, how does this work or what you might need to get for you and your family. But if you purchase our three-month supply package, this is our most popular package. In fact, this is what every American needs in their home. Every family needs a three-month supply for each member of their family. If you do that today with every three-month kit, you're going to get an Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system. Hands down. Yeah. The best filtration system on the market. Okay. Okay. Either use the phone or go online, but get to the advisors and the consultants over at My Patriot Supply, best guys in the world to talk all this through to give you all the information you need. Joe Reed, thanks yeah, for jumping out of the meeting to do this. I, re I really appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Steve. You guys be safe. Thanks, brother. Uh, let me, I got Jeff Clark. Jeff's part of the, the Russ Vote uh, Center, which is incredible. Jeff, Norfolk Southern's up. The senators are making opening statements. What should we look for today with Norfolk Southern? They can put his feet to the fire of who authorized the bombshell you pulled out of the CNN report about EPA signed off. Are they going to really nail him to the timeline here about exactly what happened on the controlled release and the controlled burn, sir? I hope so, Steve. Uh, you know, let's pray for that outcome. Uh, Senator Capito did tell the press that uh, she's going to uh, go after this issue of why the controlled burn was done. And one of the witnesses is going to be the Region 5 uh, administrator. And so she really needs to be grilled about this issue. Obviously, they didn't have, uh, the Biden administration didn't have the, the cojones to send up uh, Michael Regan to testify. And he's the one who gets the direct delegation uh, from the president based on the, the statute I've been pointing out to uh, the War Room Posse for you, Clean Water Act Section 1321C2A, 
says the president uh, is the one who shall direct all the federal, state, and private response actions. Uh, but you know, there's an executive order, as we've discussed, that delegates that to uh, the EPA administrator in this instance. So here they're sending up the regional administrator. We'll see what she says when, when she's questioned about this. But from other press accounts I'm seeing, I'm seeing that the Democrats are going to try to run cover and they're going to try to blame this on President Trump by saying that uh, you know there could have been more rail safety regulations put in place, uh, and that's just going to distract and 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 pull yeah pull attention away from both the Norfolk Southern CEO who's going to testify and from the government officials. Uh, we're going to pull you back this afternoon if you're free to go through this because we're going to get all over this. Okay, Jeff, how do people get to you? I'm at Jeff Clark US on Twitter and Getter, and at Real Jeff Clark on. Truth Social, and we're at AmericaRenewing.com, and it was good to follow my uh, fearless leader, Russ Vogt, today. He's amazing. By the way, Media Matters got got their nose out of joint that I, I appointed Jeff Clark, the Attorney General. Jeff, you might have a competition. Moody, you know, I don't know if AG, your deputy, we got to figure this out. Uh, or maybe your White House counsel, she's AG, she's White House counsel, you're AG. Pretty impressive down there in Florida. Jeff Clark, you're always on point, brother. Look forward to coming back to you to talk about this hearing. Short break. Todd Benzman, Steve Cortez, Alex Jones, all next in the white in the world.